Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? What is going on? This is ADHD Podcast. You can tune in on Spotify, Bearcast Media, sometimes Twitch. We're not doing that today. but eh, yeah. <laughs> And then YouTube. You each can, and every you can catch us for the Oscars this weekend, though. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. We will get to that. For oh, sure. Yeah. We're definitely okay. going to be doing that. But each and every week we go live, we record, and we talk all things multimedia, movies, TV, games, all things like that. But yeah, to your point, this Sunday is the Oscars. Oh, which yeah. Which is like... Very exciting. It's our Super Bowl. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it is our, it's, it's, it's our official Super Bowl. So yeah, this weekend we're going to be going live and live streaming and reacting to those, which is really cool. So yeah, I'm joined by my co-host, Logan Lusk. Allison Bailey, Madison Wilbur, and our very special guest, we have Nina Fraley. How are you doing? Hi, Hi. Nina. Hi. I'm good. How are you? We're doing great. And Nina, make sure that mic is like about a fist away from your face. You can scoot your chair in if you want. You got to get real intimate with the microphone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The microphone is your lover for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) You get the... (laughs) Fuck yeah. You get the... You get the... And you can angle it down. Don't feel weird to get real nice and... You know. You know what I mean? Just nice and snug. So did you you have any trouble finding the studio? I know you said you were like in the roundabout and it was a bit like... I have trouble finding literally everything I ever (laughs) do. I'm the most directionally handicapped person you'll ever meet in your entire life. (laughs) Says the stunt woman. Yeah. 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 We we relate a lot. (laughs) So yeah. No, I thought it'd be really cool. So what we're doing this week is we're each going to bring in like our own topic to the table and there's a lot of us here you know like i said we got maddie we got allison we even got ryan here who's our producer he, he might jump in and we got logan and all of us but my topic i'm like nina and i have been friends for about a year and your line of work fascinates me and <laughs> I, I have a lot of line of work you do you do have a lot of line of works <laughs> and they all are fascinating but one of them is especially fascinating and i want to talk about it and i think it fits the show and our little and our topics so I'm going to let you just dive into it. We can have a discussion about it. We can talk about it. But, like, tell us what you do. Give me background on in, in terms of the you know, the stage choreography stuff. So Yeah, so I have a bachelor's degree in performing arts and stage combat choreography. Wow. Um, I got it out in Los Angeles, California. I graduated in two and a half years. Over so. in L.A., Ooh. wow. Yeah, so I did three semesters a year, and I literally just ate. Slept You're and crazy. drank and fighting. And <laughs> <laughs> ate shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, for shit. sure. I didn't know you did it that, that fast. Oh, yeah. I powered house through it. Wow. Kind of like I do everything else. <laughs> 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 if, I t- if I make it take too long, I get bored. So I have oh, wow. to do it fast. I feel that. Yeah. If, if, if something takes too long, you yeah, get bored. Yeah, I get bored with it, yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes I find interest in things that take a nice little, like, marinating sort of process, you know? Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like to fight through I, things, too. I like I like that kind of thing. I, I don't like to rush through things. But, but you got it. When was this when you got this out in L.A., though? Uh, I graduated February 2018. Oh, really? Okay, so I've had recent. it. I've had it for a hot second. I still wouldn't call myself a professional, either. I mm. would say I'm still, I, I like, learning at it. And, I mean, I'm part of... Um, SAFD, which is the Stage Actor Fight Association. Wow, so, that's super rad. Yeah, so I, I, <laughs> my <laughs> specialty is, really is unarmed fighting. Um, I have my my little certificate in that, but all the other ones I'm not certified in. I still practice them, but I'm not like fully certified, so I can't like teach them or anything like that. Yeah. So I do like assist teaching kids around Cincinnati uh, unarmed fighting for like plays, and <laughs> that's productions, cool. and stuff like that. But I don't, I'm not the teacher. I'm more of like an assistant teacher. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And it helps me continue to practice like my craft, but I still wouldn't say like professional because it takes more than just one or two plays to call yourself a stage combat choreographer. Yeah. And like stage combat, is that the term for like film, theater, 
all of it or is it just is that just for theater specifically like how, we're very ignorant to it that's why it's so fascinating especially <laughs> yeah so stage combat is um it's violence portrayed for stage and film yeah. so it's how to safely portray violence is mm-hmm. basically what it is and, and how do you take care of yourself and other people while portraying harmful acts and yeah. that isn't just me punching someone that's me falling that's <laughs> being walking into a door like all those things are technically violence it's any harmful acts on mm-hmm. stage and film so you technically should have a fight choreographer for anything yeah. on film or stage that involves anything that could potentially hurt yourself hmm. your body is very important and it, uh, <laughs> and if you if you fall wrong for three years then your knees are going to be messed up your back yeah. is going to be messed up i mean that's why you guys are there so the so the actors don't run that risk <laughs> right exactly yeah because like especially as an actor like your body is your craft right and if you mess mm. up your body and your body doesn't work right anymore then like you you're gonna have a shorter career so to elongate your life and your career and just like body use yeah you want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself just out of curiosity are there any forms of fighting that you like had to be taught for this sort of thing like when i was younger i tried out karate right Mm -hmm. and i mean (laughs) i I ended up bailing out because when i got shit wrong our my instructor dude he had this this really dense wooden stick yeah he'd he'd whack you on the head with it he'd he'd give you a little bop if you did something wrong i'm not even kidding dude and it was genuinely painful like it wasn't like stupid painful, but it was it was definitely like damn, dude. Like you don't you don't got to do that. That's yeah. why I ended up quitting karate. But are are there any forms like that of fighting that you have to learn for this sort of thing? Nothing required, and I would say there's pros and cons to knowing fighting techniques prior like to real learning. Ones. Hmm. Yeah, because like the pros would be that you understand the body language that you need to have for the mm-hmm. combat scenes. You understand how it needs to look. But the cons are is you're so used to contact. Right. You're used to actually physically fighting. <laughs> and That's weird. A lot of stage combat is closer to magic than it is to fighting. It's mm. it's sleight of hand. <laughs> like, it's, it's distance. It's how do I make it look like I'm hurting somebody when I'm five feet away from them. Yeah. Well, I can tell you right now, you guys do a lot better than those fucks over at WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never get sold on that shit. Not, not one time. Really? Sometimes when I was a kid, I was, I bought it. Well, I bought it hundred percent. Everyone except Rey Mysterio. Yeah. They're actually like, it's actually pretty cool to think about. So it's the angles that you're fighting at, which makes the tricks work. Mm. So the more cameras you have, the more angles you have to play to, the harder it is to sell certain tricks. So one trick might work for one angle, but Mm -hmm. another angle somewhere else, that trick isn't going to work at all. So that's actually more of an editing error than the fighter's error. Because if they're using a camera angle where the fight doesn't work, then that's not the fighter's fault. That's the people that are are editing it that are going to be to blame because they should have used a different angle for that that's so fat i've never really thought about that i haven't either that's Not really fast. <laughs> so like something i was curious allison and i were talking about it earlier because we were, we were talking about some like stunt choreography we really liked and we were, have you seen parasite yet <laughs> nina uh y- yes. You know when like the old woman like she fucking like tumbles down the stairs and like yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's, how is that? That's though? insane stunt work, right? So what is like the differences between like a stunt woman or man, like a stunt person, mm-hmm. versus like what you do? Is there a difference? Is that the same like umbrella? I do like, that too. Oh god. Um, <laughs> okay. I do I do some stunts. Like yeah. I do like eight foot building jumps and things like that. But Jesus. like but like it it all it depends on on you and what you are comfortable doing. Like mm. I know plenty of people that do fight choreography that don't like doing stunts because yeah. it's 
even safely, it's hard on your body. And it's harder to do for long periods of time. Because uh, even though you're falling off an eight-foot building on a huge, giant mat, you're still falling off an eight-foot building. Right. So, right. like, it still, is, it still hurts. So, like, kind of bouncing off of that, do, like, directors have a preference as if, do they want their main actors and actresses doing their own stunts, or do they always prefer a stunt <laughs> double? No, like, honestly, though, because no, I've heard, like... a good question. Yeah, because I know a lot of actors are like, no, like, I have to do my own stunts, but, like, yeah. what is, like, what do directors normally prefer? Directors will do whatever's cheaper. Ah, uh, that and makes sense. So, the thing with fight choreography, and if you ask someone who is in SAFD, they will tell you that you want an hour of stunt rehearsal for every five minutes in a fight. Um, you want to, because you, 95% of the time you're going to have mm -hmm. actors who have never fought before, <laughs> who have never held a weapon before, mm. who are being asked to do these crazy acts with another person and asked to do it safely and believably. Yeah. And those are the hardest two things to get at the same time. You want it to be believable and you want it to be safe. safe. I and just my head on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the, the most difficult part about all of this is not only making it believable, but... As that, exactly like you were saying, doing it in a safe manner, not just for the actors, but even you as the as the stunt people. Yeah, I right. mean, can you name, like, so, like, you're a movie person. We're both movie people, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, so, like, is there any recent examples where you're just like, oh, my God, like, this is clearly either poorly done, and I'm not saying you got to talk shit about someone's work, because, like, to your point, it could be editing, but, like, just as an audience member, something you've noticed that's poorly done, or something you know, in, like insider knowledge, where like this wasn't handled well. I know, I know you were sharing some examples from like the Joker movie recently. Oh, the Joker makes me so angry. What, can you? Can you? Can <laughs> really? you? Can you start no, no, no. I want to get you started. We're, I want to rev you <laughs> yes, up. Yes, please do. Get I want to know because I Maddie's love that movie, yeah. so I need to know. So Let us know the tea, girl. Let's hear it. <laughs> There's been a lot of rumors and a lot of talk, and nothing is a hundred percent. So I'm not going to say, like, it is or it isn't. Yeah, grain of salt, grain of salt. But there's been a lot of talk that uh, Phoenix does a lot of his own stunts and that he does a lot of improv with mm. his stunts. Yeah. And nothing makes me angrier than improv in stunts because the way a fight works, if I'm mm. going to punch you, I'm first thing we need to do is establish distance. So we're going to say, I'm going to stand this far away from you. I'm going to hold my hand out, make sure that I can't actually hit you. We're going to say the camera angle is slightly behind you. We're going to make sure that we line it up correctly. And yeah. then I'm going to slow motion, do it, you'll react, and then we'll do it full time. <clears throat> that way we ensure that you're not going to step into the punch, mm -hmm. that I'm not going to hit you. You're not getting <laughs> clocked in the face. Yeah, no, that's a good, makes sense. But if I do that, and then all of a sudden I'm randomly throwing a kick at you, and you don't know that that's coming, right. you have no way to prepare for that, and you could have taken a step, and you could end up getting really hurt. Yeah. Especially when there's things like weapons involved, like bats and knives, and, and anything that could potentially severely harm somebody. Yeah. The main thing that you always need to focus on first is safety. And not just your own safety, but your fellow actor's safety. Right. Mm. And doing improvisation means that you have no regard for anybody's safety, and honestly, it's a little bit ridiculous. Just out of curiosity, uh, what scenes have you, in, in Joker specifically, have you overheard are those improv action scenes? I've heard he did improv for almost all of them. Really? That doesn't shock me because Joaquin Phoenix is notorious for doing whatever the hell he's he wants yeah. whenever yeah. he wants. Like, that's right. just who he, he's known, for, notorious for being just from, like a crazy guy. The video yeah. I watched with Todd Phillips explaining him, he actually went over that, like, Joaquin's stunt. I think I think he said something about how the only times they used Joaquin's stunt in the movie was in the beginning, whenever he's running after the kids and he does that like slip thing whenever mm -hmm. he turns into the alley. That's the stunt. 
whenever he gets ran over by the taxi, that's the stunt double. Well, you can't use a lot um, of the stuff if it's improv because then you have actors that have no idea what's happening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. It's it's weird. Yeah, Joaquin is notorious for that, and it's like as a director, I have met, like I have pros and cons to that, right? So it's like if I was a director, rather. So like. You're getting something awesome on camera, but then, like, if I was a producer, I'm like, this is kind of a nightmare. And, like, to your point, it's downright offensive and frustrating. Because, like, I remember, like, The the Master, for instance, one of my favorite Walking Phoenix movies, mm-hmm. he, like, smashes up, like, this authentic on-location set. Porcelain like, toilet. Yeah, he's in, like, a jail and, like, yeah. beats the shit out of it and, like, yeah. freaks out on camera. And, like, it's a great scene, but then they had to pay thousands of dollars <laughs> you know or like or what's his face kurt russell beating up the antique guitar on like the hateful eight so this this takes it a step further though because it's not prop management it's, it's like it's, it's it's human beings i mean do you have any knowledge of other like taking even joker out of it are there some notorious examples where like things have gone really wrong or really right because a lack of training or anything and i know like i'm putting you on the spot there like i i wouldn't know it's just I think it's fascinating. Well, there's there's a couple movies where the main issue isn't the actors, it's the budget. A mm. lot mm. of a lot of problems are they don't want to give budget to the combat people cuz especially in movies time is money. And that's right. a, that's very very serious. Like every certain amount of time is a certain amount of dollars. Yeah. And giving it to the stage combat people who <clears> want an hour for every 5 minutes in a fight, mm. they're usually given 4 hours to the movie. Holy shit. And now you have to choreograph the entire movie, every fight, every hit, every fall, every like injury induced thing in a certain amount of time. Some give more, some give less. It depends on the producer and the director. Just out of curiosity, are, is that kind of like flexibility given to you guys as stunt uh, uh, stunt people and the choreography? Is that more allotted for like action specific movies where a lot of the movie is action? Like, like something like John Wick or something like that, just for example? It depends, because you have mm. directors who are very serious about safety, and they'll give you more time, because they're like, I want it to look good, and I want people to be safe. And yeah. then you have people that are like, I just want it to look good. Yeah. I don't care how you make it look good, I just want it to look good. You have this amount of time, because that's the only time I can afford to give you. Mm. Do it. Like, for an example, <laughs> this movie is absolutely terrible. Have you heard of the movie Birdemic? Shock and terror. <laughs> no, but it sounds, sounds brilliant. It sounds, it sounds I, amazing. I, I, that I sounds think, fucking I think, awesome. I think I've heard of that, like on uh, on like the worst movies of 2019 yeah. list. Like or something B movie? Like that. Is it like yeah. a B movie type? It's similar to The Room. Like, <gasps> oh. like yes. So it's the same type of so yes. bad. It's like people watching. Right. Yeah. I did not. Those kind of movies. And it is a. It's called Birdemic Shock and Terror. It's on Blu-ray. There's two of them, <laughs> and my teacher did the choreography for it there's two of them and there's two of them yep he did all the choreography for both of them and they gave him three hours to do the entire movie how long is the runtime a couple hours oh yeah like like three or something like that like it's like it's terrible and like they're like swinging (laughs) hangers at cgi birds (laughs) oh no (laughs) they they really cut the budget on the movie and did it as cheap as possible i want to see this our next movie night is going to be this movie guys yeah nina bring you and your boyfriend come over (laughs) (laughs) Watch this he movie. won't watch that stupid movie with me. <laughs> <laughs> he won't do it. That's so funny. So how? So like, so you, how long have you been wanting to do this? I mean, I know you like you graduated with this in like 2018, but like, has this been a passion of yours for? Like, how the hell does one get into this? Right. Yeah, I've been wondering that. It. I was not into it at first. Uh, I did a couple things in like high school with it, and I was like, yeah, this is cool, but I want to be yeah. an actor and a singer, and I want to be on stage. Oh. And the thing with fight choreography is that your background. 
and most people don't even know that you do it. Right. Like, like you're in the credits, but, like, m- unless you're a movie buff, people aren't really staying for the credits. Yeah. And uh, I... I did my first, like, real fight as a Romeo and Juliet Paris and Romeo in the graveyard scene. Rapier Dagger fight was the first fight that I choreographed myself. And Rapier Dagger is one of my favorite sets because it's, it's dual wielding. And then you have to look at distance for both weapons hmm. because a rapier is significantly longer than a dagger. What so is a rape? I don't. I don't know what the fuck that is. Ra- rapier, if I'm not mistaken, it's the <laughs> really thin blade, lo- thin long blade with like the cavalier sort of mm-hmm, handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I have no. I, of course, I, Logan I, would know what that think is. Shakespeare. Oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> okay, think Shakespeare. Think okay. Shakespeare. It's those. It's um. It's the long, elegant. They look almost like if you were doing like fencing. But yeah. They're elegant. Right. Exactly. And they're, Ooh, they're, okay. they're very like the big thing with rapiers is the showy. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm showing off Ooh. my ability. And then you have a dagger in the other hand. So you have to be very careful with distance, how you're doing distance for a staged fight. Because normally, if you're doing it, you're going to, like, cut to a certain area. They're going to parry, and then you'll slide in with your dagger to try to stab them. But you have to be – it's more of, like, a dance when you're doing it. And it's very much a dance for stage combat. A lot of people compare stage combat choreographers to dance choreographers. That makes sense to me, though. Because it's all about movement and memorization, and then the fluidness of the fight is what Mm. gives it that, like, professional look. And then the acting is what makes it visceral. Yeah. Right. So you have that elegant dance for safety, and then you make it visceral with the noises and the movement and Mm -hmm. the way you the way you. I love the the way she's describing this. I love (laughs) it. Yeah. Like, I mean, God, do people just look at you and be like, you have the coolest fucking job. Most people are like, you're fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Dude, I think it's the coolest shit ever, dude. You have to I find people that don't think it's weird that you collect fucking swords. As as far as sound <laughs> as far as sound effects are concerned, do they, do they do directors sometimes use the actual sound or like like as far as sound effects for fights, what is done? Fun fact. So it depends <laughs> on on the weapon. So a broadsword, which is one of my other favorite weapons because it's two handed. It's those big, big, big swords that they use for like knights and things like that. The cool yeah, thing about yeah. a broadsword is the versatility of the broadsword. So it's not just a regular sword because they're blunt. They were invented when people had um, chainmail. So they aren't for stabbing, uh, they're for bashing. Mm-hmm. So if people are wearing chainmail, the best way to harm them is to bash the chainmail and the armor on them to try to dent it to harm them. So they're heavy and they're thick, and you use two hands to really just like swing at them. I'm so. F- <laughs> but they're dull. They're yeah. not sharp. Mm-hmm. So you can hold them by the blade and use them as pickaxes. Whoa. And you can use them to pommel people. So Take the, the wind out of them. Right. Hunter's taking all this in. Like, <laughs> no, stop. Don't paint me as some serial killer. <laughs> Don't fa- paint me as some serial killer. <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated by this, though. I just think that it's so cool that, like, to fake, to quote-unquote fake something, because you're not faking it. It is a real thing you guys are doing. But, like, to do the illusion, as you put it. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so brilliant how much work, or little work, but how much thought goes it's into this. It's a lot this. of work. I said little work as in sometimes the productions don't allow you to do that work. Yeah. And, like, th- I just think that's, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the time, it's one of those elements in films people don't really bat an eye at. Like, whether it's good editing or sometimes it's good blocking and positioning. Like, when it's done really well, you don't notice it. When you it's done really well, it happens fast. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't you usually notice it, like, to your example, like, when someone's swinging around at birds and, like, it's mm-hmm. like, what the hell is happening on this camera right now? <laughs> right, like that, exactly. that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, does anyone have any, like, other follow-up questions for her? Because I think it's just, it's just super fascinating. I, I pre- my favorite movie. 
Yeah. I was going to ask you, I wanted to know if you had like a favorite movie. I do have a favorite fight in a movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So The Princess Bride is one of my favorite really? movies of all time. And they have one of the most beautiful fight scenes I've ever I seen. I didn't see that coming at all. So Be- and she describes it as beautiful. It's beautiful. And here, here's where I get a little nerdy if I haven't yet. So The Princess Bride has that fight scene where he just climbs up the mountain and the two of them are there together and this fight scene is beautiful for multiple different reasons first of all you have the fight itself which is is done it's a swashbuckling sort of fight right but yeah. it's still done romantically right it's still done with that edge of performance which is what those swords are meant to do mm. and so you have actors who are comfortable with the weapons in their hands they're obviously like looking to make it a show. Right. You also have the acting layer underneath that, which is incredibly important. But then the fight itself has layers, and I mean physical layers. They climb up, they go down, they swing. They're doing these movements on different layers and levels. Mm. And so you have this like ballerina like dance with swashbuckling in it that goes up and down and around and through, and it's. You can tell that they're playing. And I want to watch this fun. scene right now. I've oh. never seen the movie. <laughs> You've never seen I've the never Princess seen, Bride? I've, I've never seen Princess Bride either. Are you kidding me? That movie is self a movie buff. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I've even seen the Princess Bride multiple times. Every, everyone has like a handful of movies that you get those reactions to. Where it's like, I've never seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And that's one of them. That's one of the most that's iconic movies well. of all time. And I need to get around to doing it before you chop my head off. That fight scene is is gorgeous the way that it's done and you can tell that like they're very the actors are very serious about like the fight as their characters but they also are playing hmm. and you can tell because like in the dialogue they discuss like like oh yeah you're very good and it's like oh yes you are very good and so they're very they're <laughs> playing with each other <clears throat> in as characters and as actors and they're just right. having a good time kind of gives me like a pirates of the caribbean vibe yeah <laughs> kind, of. <laughs> kind of it's very it's very unique it's a very unique movie and it's just, it's iconic for a reason. I've seen it, of yeah. course, in like a daycare, but it's, I don't remember much about it. So <laughs> yeah, like. it's definitely not my favorite movie at all. A lot of people like worship this movie, but it's definitely something you need to see. It's not my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, but, but it, it is my iconic. Fight like, scene of all time. It is iconic wow. for a reason. There's a lot of dialogue in that movie mm-hmm. that people repeat all the you, time. You killed my father. Quote. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've not seen the movie. Are you the sixth Oh, wow, that was pretty good. (laughs) Do you have a favorite movie of all time? Like, easy? Like, you could just tell me? Oh, God. Because I I, I feel like some of us have our fives. Like, we have our top fives, and some of us, it changes any given year. So, I don't know if I could say I have a favorite one of all time. I do. I just, I have this passion for um, theater itself and plays more so. I could tell you my favorite play before I could tell you my favorite movie. And you and Allison would hit it Yeah, say, so what well. is your favorite play? <laughs> I love, like, I'm into all this stuff, so. There's a there's a play based on Joan of Arc, and they do these broadsword fights in it that are just absolutely epic if directed the right way. And so any play with Joan of Arc in it is yeah. going to be my favorite. Th- that's so funny because I've always thought Joan of Arc was one of those historical figures that like someone could make a really good fucking movie about, but like mm-hmm. it just hasn't really been done. Yeah, there's some plays. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. I'm glad you, I'm glad you said something about that. I'll definitely have to check those out. That's rad. Well, she, the cool thing about Joan of Arc too, as a character, is that as a choreographer, reading through scripts with her, you can see how much you can play with a broadsword. Because they have that versatility in it, and you can really like the reason pommels are called pommels on the end of swords are because of broadswords, because you can hold mm. it by 
the blade and pommel somebody with it. That's why it's called that. <laughs> no, I believe it. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but that's why it's it called It doesn't that. sound crazy. I, I've, your vast knowledge of all the well, stuff you work with. Well, rapiers are why there's to the point. The phrase to right. the point is a rapier thing. It's hmm. to the point of my rapier. Get to the point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Damn. Wow, I didn't know that either. <laughs> Broadswords are damn heavy, if I'm not mistaken, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, two sword oh, weapon, right? Back yeah, to what you were Zelda. saying earlier that I didn't finish my thought on the sound effects. So the, for example, with broadswords. So movies versus plays, you use different types of broadswords. For a play, you'll use um, the metal. They're hmm. heavier, and you get that sound effect, which uh-huh. is really powerful on a stage. But in a movie, it blocks out the acting. You can't hear the breathing. You can't hear, like, the other things happening mm-hmm. around it. And That's it's hard to control the sound of metal slashing. So they right. use aluminum. They're not as heavy. They're actually incredibly light. You could lift it super easy. So wow. in a movie like Lord of the Rings, where they mm. have these heavy broadswords, they're acting that they're heavy. Oh, they're wow. not actually heavy. They so sell they, that shit. It, yeah. It's so cool. When you see someone in a movie pick up a broadsword and they give it weight, yeah, that's acting. I didn't that's know like that. Pretending like Espe- it has especially weight. when Aragorn, like, uh, whenever Elrond returns to like his camp and like he, they reforge that big, big sword, oh, right? Oh yeah, and he do. like he like unsheathes <laughs> it and like grips it a few times. Yeah. I did not know that. Or that's they, like, so they cool. Do that bounce thing where they right, get it in yeah. their hands and they they feel out yeah. the weapon. That's so cool. That yeah. that adds another depth <laughs> of their acting that I was not aware of at all. The two hardest things when it comes to acting as combat is playing weight of weapons and playing out your wounds a lot you'll see this a lot if you watch any sort of like movies or any sort of like tv shows that have fighting in it watch the actors see what wounds that they get if Mm. they're hit if they're cut any of those and see how long do they play that wound for and do they play that wound after the fight because that is a lot of people don't do that I didn't even think about that. That'll probably ruin so many continuity continuity things for me. (laughs) It does. It ruins a lot for you because you'll see, like, that guy was cut, and I get that there's adrenaline, so he may not fully play it through the fight, but after the fight, that bitch should be hurting. He needs to play those (laughs) right. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's awesome. (laughs) Nina, thank you so much for coming in and like chilling with us. Yeah, like, very much. I, so. I, I yeah. feel like people would learn. Like, this is a fat. <laughs> where can people find you? Where can people get more information about this? Oh, like, you know, like, <laughs> like, like whether whether it's a gym you go to, it doesn't have to be your personal stuff. But if you want to give a plug to like how they can get involved in this or read more about it, just because this is so fucking cool. Yeah. I think people should have more access to this kind of information. I mean, do you want to plug your gym or your instructor? Yeah. You go to conferences all the time too. You're always going to like Chicago or I LA. I go to Sage Combat conferences. Yeah, yeah. I just want to play <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just fun to like get in a room with people and have a quarter staff and just like whack each other through <laughs> that is cool that sounds um, amazing as a plug i mean you could find me at uh, nina underscore fraley uh on how do you instagram spell? how do you spell your last name just in case someone's f-r-a-l-e-y cool it's n-i-n-a f-r-a-l-e-y yeah um if you're looking to do combat stuff though like i said like i don't really view myself as a professional it's something i'm passionate about but i'm looking to get more practice you can reach out um there's a few people in cincinnati safd is trying to get um a cincinnati union going they don't quite have one yet Uh, most of my teachers are in la but there's someone here named john baca um you can find him on facebook it's just john and then b-a-c-a um, he nice. is the person I apprentice for when I'm helping teach kids. So oh, wow. 
he works <clears throat> at um NKU as like cool. um in their theater department as a fight instructor there as well and he runs this when Cincinnati has a fight he'll come over and do the same yeah well yeah when they have the conference the the fight conference here it's called cease and desist it was called march madness but march madness uh, reached out and said that they needed a cease and desist immediately so now it's called cease and desist (laughs) that's (laughs) hilarious and uh, it's in march and uh it's here in cincinnati and you can you'd never have to fight before in your entire life you could have never done combat before in your entire life and you can show up um, you can go for a day, you can go for the weekend, and they'll teach you how to do stage combat. And they have levels of, like, intermediate, beginner, um, advanced. Like, I like doing the advanced knife fighting. But Jeez. there's some things that I've never done before. Like, last time I went, I did collie sticks. And I did the beginner-level collie sticks because I've never done them before. So you guys could go and do that, too. And Al- Allison over here seems pretty damn I'm interesting. I'm geeking out. Yeah, I'll <laughs> be there. This, this so, is all hardwiring so into her brain. They I would do, love to do that. They do stunts. They have professionals come in from all over. There's one guy that comes to all of the ones I've ever been to, and he um, did all of the choreography for the show The Vikings. He's a pretty, oh, wow. He's a pretty cool dude. He used to be... You know some um, people in love with that show. Yeah, he used to be a... Um, bouncer for a club i so. thought you were about to say an actual viking i was like holy <laughs> shit he looks like what a viking he looks <laughs> like he, be a viking. he looks like he could be jason momoa's brother that man is big yeah <laughs> well anyway nina thank you so much for coming on thank you very yeah, much, thank you nina. So much this was fun I mean, we gotta we should we'll have you on again sometime yeah i have so many more you questions have, you have so much information we need to dedicate more time to this yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely well, i could talk for like days yeah <laughs> we're gonna let you sometime because it's fascinating yeah. so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back to Have all a of us more topics yeah we're gonna dive into our they're gonna dive into their own topics so yeah we'll be right back guys give us a few minutes